It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All right, welcome back to All Talk with Hello Sport, coming to you on SEN. Joining us today for episode number two is one of the funniest men in the rugby league media world. He's also a co-host of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. He's also on Thursday and Sunday night with Matty Johns on Fox League. Former Roosters player, South player, Wigan Warriors player, the great, the powerful Brian Fletcher. Thank you very much for joining us. How are you? My pleasure, boys. They're great and powerful. Sound well, like a wizard. I mean, yeah, well, you are a great and powerful sort of <laughs> operator, mate. You know? Yeah, nice. You don't obviously see much of my stuff. But thank you, boys. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for the intro. Well, but you, you talk about some of your stuff. You are quite a media personality. Well, you are a real media personality these days. Was that always something for you post career that you that you wanted to do or saw on the cards, nope. or was it? Nope, definitely there was a period not. almost after your career where you weren't. But you, I remember when you played, you were always like you were always funny, and you were always a guy that. The media seemed to at least like come to for you know a, a one yeah. liner or something funny here or there. A lot of my mates cannot believe that I get paid for what I'm doing when I was doing it for nothing. Gus yeah. Gould, uh, for example, he goes, "I've never met anyone who gets paid for being themselves." Yeah, and I just went, "Thank you very much, Gus." Um, no, so what had happened was I came home from England after went and played for Wigan, the mighty Wigan Warriors, and. Was setting, well, I did. I set up a cleaning company with a good mate of mine just around the corner, actually. Our offices were. Is that still going, the cleaning no, company? No, I got out. I got out just before COVID. Um, good timing. Good timing. Good timing. Because we did a lot of hospitalities, obviously. Uh, the yeah, arse yeah, fell yeah. out of that. Did you have a bit of a premonition, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. My mate, uh, my good mate, he, he just... And I was doing a lot of the media sort of stuff, and it was just getting a little bit too hard. Yeah. So he just offered... He just said, mate, would you be willing to... Uh, would you contemplate getting paid out and we'll pay in? I said, yeah, sweet. So we worked out a deal. Anyway, but the the getting back to the media, so it was the centenary year of the Roosters. So that must have been 2009. They had like a centenary well, dinner. Eight would it be eight? eight. It's but I think it was the year after. Oh, okay. They did some sort of bodgy stuff. Chook's still on bodgy stuff. Yeah, no, shock horror. No, that, that doesn't happen. And um, I got up on stage. Vossi was the MC, and I told a story, whether or not it was true or not, probably not. A lot of my stories aren't true. The next in the audience was a bloke called Gary Burns, who Burns, he was at the, at nine, obviously, the footy show. He started the footy show. Then he moved to Fox. And that night, I got a missed call from a number I didn't know, and on the answering machine was Fletch, it's Burnsy. And all, I could hear all like, um, he must have been in the pokies room because I could hear all the sounds. <laughs> Flash, Joe Burns, you give me a talk. Uh, give me a call. So I didn't get the message the next day. Rang him and said, "Oh, Burnsy, it's it's Brian Fletcher." And he goes, "Who?" I said, "Oh, it's Brian Fletcher. You rang me last night." He went, "Did I?" I went, "Oh yeah." And uh, have I? This did you make, well. maybe make a make? Did you maybe make a mistake? And yes, yeah, he knew. Like he must have because he must have been Shinder's list. And I said, um, "You did call me last night at twelve o'clock." And he goes, "Ah, oh, I was probably at the. F- it's probably at the Royal. I was." F- 
blind. Anyway, come into Fox. So they came into Fox to have a meeting and he didn't have a, a position for me. He just obviously liked the story I yeah, told. Yeah. So then he put me with Shervo and we did Super Saturdays <laughs> with Shervo, which was the straightest <laughs> straightest job you could have. At There was no comedy in that as all. It was me and Shervo. And Analysis, it, Super Saturdays. Analysis and I had no, and I had to wear a suit. I hadn't wear a suit since I had to go to court. And I was sitting there with Sherva. Sherva had no idea about rugby league either. Oh, this to start Super Saturday. This. This, this was it. This, this was, was Super Saturday kicking this off. This was right? Super yeah. Saturday before Super Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Sherva. Yeah. So it's gone downhill since you I, two, hasn't oh, it? Exactly. Yeah, so we, off a clip. we had um, then, sorry. So I did that for nearly a full year. And it wasn't until – and Maddie's show had kicked off that time and it was Maddie, Gordon and Hindy. And something happened, like I think Hindy was crook or Gordon was crook or something happened. So I did the last two shows of Maddie's in 2013, maybe 14. And then they said, right, you're off this. You're off Super Saturday with Shervo. <laughs> And you know we had a, we had a bit of fun, and that's, yeah, that's where it where all kicked that. off. Yeah. When you're with, when you're doing the straight stuff with Shervo, are you feeling uncomfortable a lot super, of the time? Because and it was super uncomfortable on Super Saturday. Well, the it's a reason, long day as well. It is a long day. Well, yeah. no, because this was only I only had to do just pre to the, to the one game, so there wasn't we could knock off after the five thirty game. Oh, okay. So it doesn't go on like now. Yeah. It's days and days. But um, Shervo, that was his first year, so he was quite nervous about doing it and so I'd say a joke hoping to get some sort of you know hit back but nothing so it was yes yes <laughs> so I was looking for something you know you know like in comedy a little bit of banter yeah back and, and forth. I would say something and then Shervo was too busy which is fair enough getting something from from the, the producer saying you've got to go on ad so there's a lot of awkward silences and I came up with that my own segment I had Fletcher's focus which is where we focus on someone and that lasted a week so it was it was um it was quite awkward TV. Yeah. If you just join us, this is Eddie and my co-host is Tom, and this is All Talk with Hello Sport. Currently sitting down with the great and the powerful Brian Fletcher. So how does it? How did it start with with you and Hindy? Was that something that sort of developed over time, or were you always good mates? Like, do you go out and get on the piss together and tell jokes, or is this like a media relationship? No, now we do. But yeah. before, we I played with him, played against him, but definitely, definitely didn't wouldn't have gone out for a beer. With him, but so that's the next year. So after those last two episodes of Maddie's, the next year they employed the professor James Rochford. Mm -hmm. He was at the footy show. Gary Burns brought him over for the start of I don't know, it was fourteen or fifteen. So he was a producer to start with the professor. Or always he, a producer. Always a producer. So he did Bo Bo knows. Yeah, he did all that. He was a stand-up comedian, very very funny bloke, super smart, like a really smart dude. And he came up with the idea. Said, well, Hindy at the time had three boys. Fletchy got three girls. Fletchy from the east. You're from the west, Nathan. Nathan's a pessimist. I'm a bit of an optimist. <laughs> so everything everything aligned, and he came up with that idea. First, it was just challenges, and then it evolved into the segments that we've come up with. Is he still a producer? No, that? he's moved on. Yeah, right. But he's got some big things in the pipeline. So okay. watch out. Bloody oath. Watch out. Watch out. How involved are you creatively in the in the skits? So. The producer would come up with an idea. We're at, at the moment, we've got Benny Hogarth, who's our producer, and we will write a script out. We'll talk about it, and then he'll write it out. But a lot of it is ad lib, you know, like yeah. you'll come in to the show, or come in for the shoot, and we might be going here, but then we can see something will take us down here, and then we'll go, right, let's work on that. Mm. So we've got, a, we've got a plan, and then we can just add to it or take it away. Mm. 
you have you always been a funny guy? Well, I'm assuming you've always been a funny guy. Like, what's your what's your family upbringing like? You got funny parents, or has it been well, like no, a valued so commodity in no, your household? I'm one of seven. I'm one of seven. So Where do you good come Catholic, in the- I'm the baby. Oh, okay. So between me and my older sisters, thirteen years. So my dad passed away when I was seven or six. Right. You know. So mum never remarried, being an Irish Catholic. Mm. And so I sometimes think people ask me this, where do you get your humour from? And maybe it's just because, you know, you had seven kids at the time growing up in a two-bedroom joint in, in Bondi. Maybe you had to cover that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't really know. But a way to get noticed even. Yeah, like but I remember, chaos. I do remember the older boys watching like Animal House and and I wasn't sort of, because oh, I was the youngest, I was just left to my own devices. So I, I remember I could hear the, my elder brothers w- watching, um, you know, Caddyshack came a little bit yeah. later. But then um, obviously the 12th Man tapes yeah. came along and they were, and I'd never heard anything like that, swearing on tapes. And everyone, I just distinctly remember sitting around and listening to the swearing. I was about 10 going, this is f- Outstanding, <laughs> and no one, you know, everyone was laughing. I didn't get half the jokes, no. yeah, because it was a bit over my head. But because my older brothers were laughing, I was going, oh, "That must be funny." No. It's not until you get on, you know, it's it's timeless. So I always had a, 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 to enjoy a good time. Mm. You know, I like a beer, amongst other things. I've been in trouble uh, a lot of times. So, um, but I have always tried to make people comfortable with humor. Mm. I suppose, yep. Lighten the mood. Lighten the mood. I don't take myself very serious, and I just hate people that take themselves too serious. Yeah, yeah. Stifling. Did you get in trouble heaps as a kid? Were you like, were you a cheeky bastard? Heaps. Yeah. My best. <laughs> one of the one of the worst things. So I'm still known because Christian Brothers Bondi no longer exists, but I was the only student ever to cop. Do you? How old are you, Buck? So you're a bit young. Thirty three. Yeah. So you never got the strap or the cane. No. It was no. outlawed by then. So you still got that. You still got the the corporal punishment. We got, got the leather school. strap. So it was the school Christian Brothers. There was probably two or three brothers left at the time. You got the leather strap. And you got head head hit over the hand. You got it six times. Right. I was the only student to get it 12, 12 times because apparently it was against the rules oh, yeah. to get double the whack. Well, you had to wait 24 area. hours. <laughs> Is but that how they worked it out? That's yeah. how they worked it out. So you got six across the wrist, this leather strap that was about that thick and about that long, f- it hurt. I bet it did. It would it would um, not cut you, but like bleed. Like lacerate or yeah. you'd be bleeding. After just bang, bang. So there was a park called... Barracloth Park, and down there is a synagogue. Now, Bondi's, there's a lot of synagogues, yeah. a lot of the Jewish community, um, and we came down to this public park, but there was a synagogue down there, and they said, do not, you blokes have been playing brandings down there, which is ass. Remember ass? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ball, tennis ball, pick yeah. the ball, you catch on the full. Mm. You're going great f- games. Yeah, great games. Do not do that. Anyway, couldn't help myself. We went down, let's go and play. Can't do that. Yes, we can, you know. There's no one in there. So, because it would um, in the reverberate, <laughs> it, it would reverberate in the synagogue. Oh, yeah. While well, this ball's going, ah, laughing, carrying on. Unbeknownst to us, there was some hectic Jewish congregation going on, and I was branding, and then it just slowed down, right? This is, and I just never forget this. I had the ball, and I've thrown it, and there was a fire door, and as the door opened, the world slowed down. The ball is going here. There was this like hectic rabbi from <laughs> from Israel who came over. Right? He's and he came over especially. Well, no, he was like he was giving this speech, and apparently he was at the front of the uh, synagogue going, "What is going on out there?" And so he went to look himself. Anyway, cut cut long story short. Door open. World slows down. I've thrown a beautiful underarm, Jonty Rhodes like. <laughs> And it's hit him right in the jets. <laughs> <laughs> it's hit him right in the jets. Did you drop him? I've dropped him. He's come all the way from Israel. 
<laughs> but this was like the high high rabbi. Like he had all the fancy yeah, yeah, stuff, robe the, on and stuff. And we bolted. We bolted back to school. <laughs> anyway, get back. Rabbi was on the ground. <laughs> rabbi was on the ground. <laughs> Groaning. Sorry, and, yes. and we just bolted. Because I was in year six. Like yeah, I was right. oh, you I I'm a kid. You got, yeah, you got to run. I'm like 11. Yeah. yeah. And this man, giant of a man, anyway, get back to school. And I was myself because I knew it was going to happen. Anyway. The teacher at the time uh, gave me the six and then gave me another six. And I just remember the pain going, oh. I don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah. Apologise. I, I do apologise to the rabbi. To the rabbi. I hope yeah. he's still with I had to write a letter. Oh, really? Yeah. How the f- did you do that with your hand? Well, yeah, it was a left hand. Ah, yeah. There you go. Couldn't so, even read it. <laughs> yeah. I had, to, I had to do it in, uh, what is it? In Hebrew. Yeah, well, that, that would have been nice. Hebrew. That would have been culturally sensitive yeah, for you to have done it. Been. Is. I ain't worried about it. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. This week, our guest is rugby league legend and funny man, Brian Fletcher. Were you a smartass on the footy field when a young fella? No, no. A bit more serious. No. I did enjoy footy. I love footy. Um, that's all we did. In Like, winter you played footy and summer you would surf. And having the four older brothers, you know, you just follow in their, in their footsteps. But no, I... Um, no, I don't think I, no, I wasn't a smart ass. Did they play footy as well? Like, were they, um, not did they play, sorry, but like, did any of them play professionally or go no, on any great No, no, no. A lot, or they played, um, like, at the time, under 21s, mm. which was still considered like flag. So it used to go from under 21s, which was a President's Cup. And then it got, then you would go to under 23s. That's when you were graded. But no, none of them got that far. Were you good? Like, obviously, you hear it. I think we even, we yarn to James Graham. It's like older brothers seem to make, like, good footballers for their younger brothers. Absolutely. F- them up the whole time. Absolutely, because it was always three versus two, three older versus the two younger, and you've got to find out ways. Because you, you used to get flogged in the backyard. Mm. Gus Gould always used to say, he, he, when he signs players, he looks, he, that's one of the questions he asks. So, you got older really? brothers? Just, Is that right? Yeah, because he's found out over time that the younger ones, because you always got to fight for everything. Yeah. And the, the older, so you can handle um, adversity. Or you can handle adversity, you can handle getting whacked. Yeah. You know, because you're sort of used to it. So, um, yeah, so I think I found ways to – and I remember, like, thinking how do we beat – so the two young – which was unfair, right? The three older versus two younger. Shouldn't it be – That doesn't make sense. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't make – well, but they just want the, they want glory. Yeah, yeah they did want glory, true. so they used to flog us. Yeah. Yeah. But then I worked out ways to try and, you know, ball play them. Ball, uh, play, ball play around them. And that's um, – yeah. Do you have a memory of when you used to be able to get it over them? Uh, like was it wasn't it until later. Point? It wasn't yeah. until later when, like, we'd have family barbecues, and I just started playing like grade. That was, was, at that point, and I'd be. walked, you know, come to the come to the family barbecue down in Centennial Park. We sort of go there. It was called Korean Corner. A lot okay. of Koreans got down there, so you had to get in first to get the barbie because you know they got the hectic hectic barb yeah, barbies. Yeah, the, yeah. the Koreans, and uh, we go to Korean Corner, and I'd get down there in my new Roosters tracksuit, and it's in summer, by mm. the way, just to show off. <laughs> oh well, no, and say so, right, let's have a game of touch, you know, just try and. Get a little bit over them. Do your brothers at that point go, we don't want to play anymore? Yeah, you say you're a <laughs> How much <laughs> older were they? So me and Chris, six, and then the, six years older. Mm. And then it goes like a year in between all them. So, so, I, the, I was so like you for, were six years younger than the next brother? Correct. Holy like they're shit, all okay. like um, a year, 18 months yeah, okay. in between. So I'm sort of like, I've just popped up. You were the last of the... And there's no baby photos of me, which I'm really... Oh, really? I'm not saying I'm adopted. But I think I was forgotten. Yeah, you as well. Forgotten one. Mistake comes to mind. I think so. Mistake. Seven years after, six years after the last one. That's all right. Well, listen, you turned out to not knowing what your siblings do, but you know, you're the footy player. Yeah, that's right. You're the star. Yeah, sucked in. Yeah, sucked in, (laughs) losers. (laughs) (laughs) Look, well, this mistake's done. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> when did you start to like be good at footy or notice that you were good or get noticed and start to come through? Um, so I reckon I was about – I left school at 15. So mum said to me um, – because I didn't agree with school. And mum said, well, you've got to get a trade. Because in those days, everyone became trades. So I got, a, I got a plumbing apprenticeship. I left school at 15 and I was 53 kilos. Jesus. And I that year – Puberty had not hit. Puberty had not hit. Things. Definitely not. No. I was uh, China. We call that. Yeah, yeah. Baldy. Baldy. How Baldy. tall were you? Not tall. Probably, yeah. I would say five six. So five, I was a little kid, and I was plumbing. So at this point, your mum's like, "He is not destined for great things." This <laughs> no, is no, 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 no. You're just anyway. So on the tools. On the well. tools, and then in in those days, the apprentice did all the. Sh- work or well, they still do really so digging and all that sort of but it just so happened that i was digging all week i'll never forget we're digging out at castle hill i'd been used to digging in bondi where it's all sandy or the east it's all sandy mm. you know castle hill you get all that clay and shale it's so I, I was in a, I reckon, a trench for, I would say, three months, just digging. Jesus. And I must have hit puberty at the same time. So in the 12 months later, I grew and I, I was 80 kilos. So I put on nearly like 20, little oh, over yeah. 20 kilos. So you went into the trench at 55 and came, came out, out of Nearly it. 80 <laughs> kilos. <laughs> on the it's like a caterpillar into a cocoon. <laughs> Mate, all my friends and brothers go, you're on the gear. But when you think about it, it's only 80 kilos. So I've gone from six, I basically grew... Overnight, well, not yeah. overnight, but in that twelve. It's a fair bit of time. It's a fair bit to put on, though. Like wow, that is, wow. yeah. So there was whispers that I was jabbing, juicing, yeah. Which back in those days, no one would have cared, right? That now it wasn't really. big then, really. Yeah. So this is not. Oh, I suppose it was big. Ninety ninety, yeah, nineteen ninety. All right. If you're just joining us, you are listening to All Talk with Tom and Eddie here from Hello Sport, and we are talking to the great Brian Fletcher. And so, how old were you when you debuted? I was twenty two. So I got graded. I was playing park footy, and yeah. Arthur Beetson was the scout, and he. Came Came to me in '94 after a game. We played mascot and mascot over, and he said, "Do you want to play? Or we would like you to come and trial for the Chooks." And I and I was a mad South man growing up. Oh, so you were a South man? I, I was, was a mad to, right. Okay, I was a mad South fan because I played for a team called the Paddington Colts. We wore red and green. We just copied whatever South wore. So when South had the minty jerseys, Paddington Colts wore the minty jerseys. So it was like a um, so that is, and my my uh, two older brothers went for South, so um, it was just a natural progression. Yeah, and all my mates were Rooster supporters, so it was that you know stick it up you because Souths were good then, mm. Chooks were terrible. Mm. Anywho, Arthur came, and you know it's Arthur Beatson, do you want to come for a trial? And I said, oh no, I can't, Arthur, because I'm plumbing, I'm doing night shift, can't get a training. And he sort of went, okay. So I went back home, told mum. She said, because mum's a rooster supporter, what, what, what Arthur Beetson says anything, you do it. You just tell yeah. him, you know. But why Why wouldn't you just do it? What the? I, I think it's because I I was just happy working and playing footy with my mates and so stuff. So you weren't chasing the dream? I wasn't chasing the yeah, dream. Right. Definitely not. Definitely not. I was just happy doing, doing, doing my thing. And then the following year, he asked me again. And I had my mother's words ringing in my ear. So I said, oh, I'll come for a trial. So we, had, we played North Sydney at Macquarie Park. This is end of 94. And I went all right. And then they signed me on, on a contract to play 21s at the time in 95. Mm. And then signed that and then played played two games down and got put in reserve grade. But the, the, in those days, it was the ex-old first graders would come back down to reserve grade. So we had a team of like Craig Salvatore, who was towards the end of his career, Graham Mackay, uh, a bloke called Johnny Fernley. These were blokes, they were men, you know, they mm. were probably late 20s. So it was quite a physical um, competition. And I handled that pretty good. I was surprised because I was thinking, I've come from park footy playing mm. reserve grade, but got used to that. And then had three years or two and a half years in reserve grade, and I was ready to play first grade. I was ready to play, and Gus was the coach. And he says, nah, you're not ready. I, I remember I got like six um, – 
player that matches, they call them game balls. So I've got six game balls in a row playing reserve grade. And I think, surely this is my time now. And he just never said anything. Gus never picked me. Really? And I just went, f*** this. Obviously, I'm done. Is he a bit of a mentalist kind of a guy, though, Gus? Like, was he, like, looking at a bigger picture or I, not wanting to I don't know. You know I, I often mean? think like, that. I often think that later. But at the time, I'm going, well, if I can't get picked now, yeah. if I've got these man of the matches in a row, f*** it. So then I went on a – 1996 was the bad year. I, I had three crosses against my name. We were playing uh, – first of all, I got into a stink – uh, at the Bellevue Hotel after playing pub golf. Shout out to the Bellevue Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Not an ad. Um, Did you win? Well, this is the thing. Some former teammates, or some teammates at the time got into a stink. I was out the back with a mate of mine playing the pokey, so I was oblivious to it all. Came out of the pub and going, where is everyone? There wasn't a soul on the joint, the licensee or the publican said, mate, get out. You blokes cause trouble. As I've got out, there's these two blokes across the road, me and my mate Mick, abusing us, and they're all cut. They're going, you f- dogs. And I'm going, Mick, do you know this bloke? And he goes, no. So they, they were on. They were coming over. And we, we give it to them. <laughs> One of them was the son of a high court judge, so uh, it didn't end well. Right. <laughs> so it got taken to court, uh, put on a good behaviour bond, l- legal fees. You know, that was in off-season 96. Midway through the year, I broke my foot. Supposed to go to uh, – we were supposed to be playing Adelaide Rams at the stadium. And some mates of mine decided to go to a swingers club. It's weird. Yeah. So we went to a swingers club, which wasn't like the movies. Yeah, I'm sure. Or the penthouse forum. <laughs> So I was supposed to be the game. That was second strike, third strike. I've told this story before when I broke the vertebrae of Rocky the Rooster. He was on stage in his giant suit. Oh, no. And I ran up. This was the last. Uh, this was the end of the season. First grade made the semifinals first time. And again, I was with Mick. I had a few beers. And I, wrestling was big. Oh, f*** your attitude error. WWF. Big. So I decided to give him an elbow, flying elbow. Knocked him <laughs> off the stage. Knocked him off the stage. Oh. He broke his vertebrae, unfortunately. Rocky the Rooster, he was all good. Is, is he this good? at the end of season, like, party? This is first grade. No, no, this is, it's the last game, and the first grade squad were presented to the crowd. <laughs> oh my because they made God. the semis for the first time in five years. And I, all the first grade are here. Rocky the Rooster's at the back. I went up the side in front of all these people. Bang, elbow, he falls off. I get in trouble. I get in trouble the next day. When I'm summoned to the Leagues Club with Bernie Gurr, who's the CEO, Brian Kenovan, the football manager, Arthur, because he basically was my responsibility, as they would say, yeah. Nick Politis and an- another board member. And they showed me the v- uh, CCTV footage. They went, what do you do with this? We watched it anyway. It was f- Hilarious. Right? So Arthur is losing his shit. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever seen along those lines. And I'm laughing because it looked funny because yeah. I was, all you could see was Rocky's giant yellow feet fall off in the camera. <laughs> and so um, I look down after I'm laughing and then they're not laughing. Yeah. So they ripped my contract up. Oh. Gone. Did they? Yep. Not end of 96. I had another year to go, but they just ripped it up. And I went, fair, that's fair enough. Well, Got into a stink. You've broken Rocky's back. Broken yeah. Rocky's back. This is it. So that year, I was on a contract of 35 grand with fines and legal fees, 40. I owed them five grand. <laughs> oh, no. I had to pay. So I paid five grand for a tracksuit. Oh, a beautiful tracksuit. Oh, yeah. I paid five grand for that. Oh, my God. World's most expensive tracksuit. World's most expensive tracksuit. Oh, Added wow. our Samsung written all over it. I ain't worried about it. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. This week, our guest is rugby league legend and funny man, Brian Fletcher. Is there any video footage of that? that would that exist, that video footage of you taking out the... the I don't know. The, the Maybe, yeah. I'm sure it does Mate, somewhere. Someone's got Because I was like the Tasmanian devil. I'm just coming through. What made you want to do that? What I don't know. Because I was playing, playing or blind. Or okay, right. So well, I played reserve go, grade. Yeah. Played reserve grade. 
And we used to kick off at one, first grade at three. So as soon as you finish, you're on the piss. Is there not any, like, you don't, in those days, did you have to hang around and maybe get brought up or was it not? No, like no, no. Or you, you knew because you have two fresh reserves, but I wasn't getting picked up. That's when yeah. I was going through, um, anyway, oh, through the that I was done. Yeah. I was done. So, um, yeah, I've been on the piss. I was blind. Did that. Got sacked. Took him out. Yeah. Good technique, I assume. Good though. technique. Off the little table. Yeah, sorry. I was saying, I look like the Tasmanian devil because you could see me just... Crowd was packed. And it used to be an old nightclub called Bananas back in the days in the auditorium. That was some good times. <laughs> and Tom sacked. So it's 99. That was, you know, September or August, whatever it is. So I leave the club. It's all done. Contract gets ripped up. I'm now back on the tools. Well, I was on the tools anyway. Um, back playing footy. I go on the piss, and I'm, it was just before Christmas, and I'm up at a nightclub at the Bono Junction called Archie's, and it's where everyone used to go. It was the dollar drinks. That was the key. Holy so it was, it was just before, Yeah, it was just before Christmas. Dollar drinks. Dollar drinks. And what you would do, you'd have a cup, a bit like the old B&Ss. So at the bar, if you wanted, because um, Bundy and Coke and bourbon was quite popular, so if you wanted a fancy drink, you went to the bar. If you didn't want the fancy drink, you just got a cup out in the open in a like an 80 litre garbage bin and you just scoop it up. And oh drink. my God. <laughs> you go well with that, Tom, the German well, mate, please. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> that? I couldn't go f- near that. Yeah, just go well, there's just a big bin full of piss and you just scoop and it up. Like and warm. Bar. No, oh, it's just f- that. And But what was in it? It was like just mixtures of rum and... But, Rocket but thinking about it, people were probably pissing in there, spitting in there. Like it's that's that's where I'm just. I don't yeah. trust other people. To this just is be, way before RSA. Were you yeah. a scooper? I was a heavy scooper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scooper. I was yeah. a scooper. You're a scooper because you didn't have. We didn't have. Um, because that was the dollar drinks. If you wanted to get your vodka and beer, that was more expensive. So you, who knows what was in the dollar drink? You can only speculate. You can only speculate. Yeah, but I right. imagine you imagine kids, eighteen year olds, just spitting in it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Anyway. Gus Gould was at said nightclub. Was he scooping as well? He wasn't a scooper. No. <laughs> he had the grouse because this was just after Super League. So, yeah. Uh, he was all good. He was flying. No, he had was. the Rolex and the big gold ring. Oh, the really? Horseshoe ring. So, oh, that horseshoe ring, yeah. You've seen the horseshoe ring? Yeah, yeah. it's on there. He, he loves that. And he ran, I ran into him. I say that I ran into him on the dance floor, but that didn't happen. There's no way he's, he can't move. Can he, he can move. Bullshit. Oh yeah, can he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He can move. Oh, that's fella. good to know. I like that about. Yeah, Gus. he's got. He's, he's a confident guy, though. You yeah, know? but confident that's one of those things where it's move. like you know, he just seems to keep it all quite buttoned up. But it's like a face gas can move. I like to know that. Yeah, because he was single at the time, so he was looking to mingle. Yeah, sure. that's good. Ran into him. He goes, "Where have you been?" Because they've always been back at training for the 90, starting the '97 season. And I said, um, "You know, I got sacked." And he goes, "Mate, just turn up after in the new year." I said, but I can't. I don't have a contract. But I did have a year to go. You know what I mean? The yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just explained. I said, Gus, I can't do it. And he goes, yes, you can. So we had a chat. We went for a feed and he had a chat to me. He said, just turn up. I'll sort it. So I remember going to like pre-season training. Um, <laughs> showed up. Are like you wearing sh- your trackie from the year before? As well? No. Like, oh. Well, they got new gear every time. So I'm going, do I get new gear? Like, am I a contracted player? And I wasn't in any of the photos. So you get your team photos. I wasn't in any of them. And um, played a couple of games of reserve grade and then – Gus just put me in. Put me in first grade. And I wasn't even going that good. But just was like... And then that was it. So he didn't put you in after the six match balls. Nope. <laughs> put you in after, after you, you break over. Rocky's back. Yeah. He must have seen that and gone, oh, this kid can play. Yeah, well, that was why I was thinking you asked me before, was it part of Gus's grand plan? There's no way you could see that far into the future that I'd break Rocky's, like, <laughs> Rocky's back. You'd wait that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need but, to see a bit more out of him. Yeah. Oh, that's, it. that's it. That's what I'm looking for. How, how were you back at, at like reserve training? Were you a bit sheepish? sheepish. With all the boys like, mate, you Yeah, because I told them the story. They all knew the story. 
They go, what are you doing back here? And I, goes, oh, and I wasn't getting paid. I wasn't getting paid because you get, used to get paid um, monthly. And I went to Gus and I said, mate, Gus, what's going on? Like, um, am I going to get paid? Or somebody goes, well, you're on a, or I think they call it a train and trial contract now. Anyway, so we sorted that out and I was, I was still working. I was working down the fish markets, actually. <laughs> it's another story. I was working down the fish the markets. Piermont. Piermont. Yeah, for the Costis. And my job was to, sorry to digress. I just oh, remember, this, no, I just remember this story. Your job, my job was, uh, you'd go to an ATM because it was a Dutch auction down there. You ever been down there? No, I've, oh, been, I've, I've seen it, but I haven't been down there. Oh, the Dutch the auctions are uh, So it's all these old fishmongers, you know, there's a lot of Greeks and there's a lot of um, Italians and they just argue. So they start. If you wanted to buy some Benito, they'd start at $5 a kilo and it goes the opposite way, $4, So it goes the opposite way and then you pounce. So if you think the value is only $3 a kilo, you get that. Right. They do it for every – and so my job was to then go to this little ATM type setup, punch in and find the fish they bought and the aisle. So it's like a big Bunnings type setup. I'm with my trolley going – Put up the the big blue um, containers of fish and you'd stack them up on a trolley and then take them to the to the um, shop. Anyway, so I went to the thing and it and it said um, mud crabs, six or eight boxes of mud crab, and they weren't um, they just had lids on them, so they weren't tied up. You know how you see them tied up now, so they can't get away. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put all the eight on, and I I don't like crustaceans because they're all live. Yes. Anyway, I've got the eight on there, and they're, co- they're probably the most expensive thing down in the fish markets. Anyway, I'm coming, got them struggling, go down a ramp and just lose it. So then eight boxes, all falling over. There's <laughs> crabs everywhere in the car park, right? And all these old Germ- uh, Germans, all these old Greek blokes, oh, I help you, throw them two in their cart. Oh, bullshit. Out of the eight, I probably had, out of eight containers, I probably had two left. Oh, my God. So everyone God. pinched them. Oh Man, it was like God. a sea of those, you know, those red crabs. <laughs> well, people to, just put them in the bag. Yeah, go and go, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll give you a hand. Grab them, throw them in their car, <laughs> into their cars, because they've obviously gone to get – so that job didn't – I lost Last that job long. as well. Well, there you yeah. go. But then um, getting back to – yeah, so Gus put me in. Uh, we played Illawarra down in, in Illawarra. That was my first first grade game. He put me on the bench, and Gus talks about this. And he goes, Fletch, you're going on with about 15 to go. And we were leading about 28 to 4. And, you know, it was, that was the days you used to call down. Oh, yeah. Gave me some instructions, and I said to Gus, look, even I can't f*** this up, can I? Like, we can – I won't lose this. So played the 15 minutes, and um, that was it. Never never played reserve grade again. Oh, all, there you go, and you were right. It was awesome, yeah. If you are just tuning into SCN here, you are listening to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from Hello Sport, and we are chatting with Brian Fletcher. Now, Fletch, what was it like having someone like Gus Gould in your corner? He yeah. seems like – obviously, now he is, like, you know, one of the – biggest most powerful people in the game but like yeah. i guess you've been able to experience all the iterations of him or a lot of them mm. what's it like having someone like him yeah super smart smartest bloke i've ever met not only in rugby league just in, in everything mm. bit of a weird cat you'd play a good game you'd think you had a good game and you go how'd, how'd you go and you go oh, yeah, i thought i wouldn't he goes hmm and you go, what did i do wrong you know <laughs> but then you have a shocker thinking you're gonna go mate went good went good today kid and it's and he's go, like with your mind, yeah. We used to come into the dressing room, uh, come into ES Marks, and he'd be right at the at the gate. And so you'd walk in. Oh shit! Sorry, Gus. And you go. How would you think you went the weekend? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty good. <laughs> yes. No, no good. So go upstairs. So boys would go upstairs to watch the video if you went if you played shit. Whereas other kids would go out to the ground. And this was for all three grades, not just the first grade. So he works really hard. Um, at coaching, but he's also – he's a bit like Wayne, I suppose, in the sense that he looks after kids, you know. Like he mm. he had a, he took a shining to me, so. How does he compare with someone like Sticky? 
Um, so were you, when you had Sticky, that was, was you, were you just that one last year? year? Yeah, and, and that was the premiership year, right? Yeah. What's that? What's what's he like? He's a rookie coach. Then he was only thirty four, I think. I was looking at footage of him the other day. He looked like a boy. Yeah, he yeah. Looked like a silly he was. Yeah. He could have. Well, he he did. So he was only he'd only been out of the game two years. Yeah, and came in and just changed the way we train. Like it was. F- Hard. Was it weird playing with someone so close to you in age? Or was it a bit like under someone? Uh, it was weird for Freddie because Freddie had played with him. We'd yeah. only played against Stick. Yeah. And so I suppose that's why we trained so hard because he thought, right, I've got to get the respect from these blokes. Yeah. You know, because he'd never coached before, obviously. And um, that was the hardest training sessions, the hardest preseason we've ever had. And did it we, work in that sense? Like, oh, yeah. Both of you. But you can't keep doing it. Mm. So for those years, um, grand final 02, 03, 04, trained the, the boys so hard. And you could see the way they play. They made three grand finals in a row. And they were, mm. physically, we were in never better shape. But, yeah. you know, something like that takes, you know, it's all, um, I suppose there's a time frame for that. You can't keep doing it. Mm. But Stick was good. Um, to walk, like he became a friend, really. Yeah. Which was weird. As um, in while he was still your coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we would go out in the piss and... And he'd still come sh- and tear. Yeah. Well, I suppose if he's only 34... Like, were him were him and Freddie uh, friendly? Uh, yeah. Because they'd played together? They'd play, yeah, they were friendly. But it, it, Sticky used to ride Freddie. Now I realise it was all put on. Like, he probably said to Freddie, listen, I'm going to have a crack at you on the video today. Because we'd watch a video and I'll never forget the first time and he'd just give it to Freddie. Everyone was going, oh, my God. You know, don't say that, the captain of Australia. <laughs> what, are you, what were you thinking here, Freddie? Got him up out of – so whether or not they teed that up before, but it was good acting. Yeah. Because well. it worked for us because I'm going, if he's yelling at him, isn't what he's thinking of us. <laughs> yeah. And so what's it like – I mean, you know, I'm sure you get asked all the time and, like, you know, it's like, the, oh, what's your story about this? But, like, going out on the piss with your coach, does it get wild or do you still have to be relatively, like, buttoned up? Got wild. Our first drink we got, I, I was carrying him out of the Bondo Hotel like he was my baby. <laughs> and I was, like, pretending to breastfeed him. Like, like he, he'd never experienced coming to the East. So the East was a different, 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 different East. Yeah. I ain't worried about it. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. This week, our guest is rugby league legend and funny man, Brian Fletcher. Once you, you made, did you make Origin in 97? Like, I know we're jumping around a bit nah, here, but just nah, like, when did nah, you, when did you start? 99 was my first Oh, 99. Year. Yeah. And then, how soon after that were you Australia? It was weird, I was Australia first. Oh, okay. So I got picked the Anzac Day test in 99, which was another weird thing. So I, I sort of got wind that I was, Freddie came to me and Freddie said, mate, I think they're going to pick you. And I only played 20 odd games. I played like 97 and 98. I think it was, yeah, 20 odd games I'd play. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're going to pick you? And I went, really? He says, yeah. So in those days, he, you had to listen to Ray Hadley to get the team. So he oh, would, really? He would read it out, yeah. So oh, was, you'd, have to, you'd have to listen to the radio. That was the first time anyone would know that you made the team. Hectic. So then we, then you'd get a phone call from your football manager to say, right, oh, we got to be here at so-and-so. You're going to camp. So I was sitting at home with my now wife, Britt, and they went one, two, three, four, five. Six. I knew I was on the bench. 14, 15, 16 players, 17, and they read out Mark McClendon. Oh. I went, oh, f- well, I didn't make it. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Brian Fletcher. Sorry, I've made that mistake. Uh, Ray, he f***ed it up. He f***ed it up, but... What about poor old Mark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He went, no, yes. And did Mark ever even play after that? I didn't know. Did he ever play for Australia, Mark? I don't think so. I don't think he did. <laughs> yeah. He was in there for a second. Yeah, so he was in there for a second, then he went, Oh, no. sorry. And I went, f***. I remember going, f***. Can you believe it? And she goes, no, I can't. Like She doesn't, never followed rugby league. Mm. Although her grandfather was Cole Pierce, who was one of the great referees. She wasn't really into it. And she no. said to me, she goes, I can't believe you made it. <laughs> like, as you say, you're f- 
hopeless. Well, thanks for the support. <laughs> no, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. And you end up playing what, like 14-something games? Yeah, you played uh, 14, yeah, 14 Origins and about 15 tests, so it was that's fun. A, that's a great whack. How was the grand final celebrations? Well, we're winning the grand final more than celebration. Like, I guess, you know, there's obviously the ripping and tearing yarns, but like... Yeah. No, it was good because I was lead. That was my last year. Mm. You knew, so you knew you were leaving. It was yeah, there. I'd signed mid- midway, so it was like I was going to South. South just got back in the comp, so I knew I wasn't. We weren't going to sort of compete for a yeah. This was your last shot. At yeah, glory. so it was more relief at the end. You know, you build yourself up, Colin, because you imagine you imagine this day would happen from the first moment you play. Mm. Not so much an NRL grand final, but you want to win. Mm. And I, I'd, yeah, it was just a it was a pretty magical run. We won ten in a row. So going into that game, I was pretty confident we were going to win. But the Warriors that year, they had, like, obviously Stacey Jones was, was ripping. But they had Ali Lawatiti. They mm. had all these big back rowers who could pass the ball. I don't know the research of it all, but I, I reckon that that was the, the phenomenon of those kids coming through the basketball era. You know, the MJ. So when they were kids, they, they were playing were, basketball. So they yeah, had, right. we'd never they had seen hands. that. We'd never seen that skill. Like Jeremy, um, Jeremiah Nenai now apparently is a basketball freak. Right. And you can sort of tell, you know, the way he handles the ball yeah. and stuff. And I think Ola Kawatu actually yeah, was a basketball yeah. guy before he was even So like, these, But they had a team full of talented, big, fast men. Mm. And it was just, you know, you're always wary, especially with Stacey as well. Yeah. So they had that mix of big, powerful running, but they also had the, the quite the skillful. And then who was it in the game that did someone iron out Freddie? Villasanti. Off, uh, Freddie went for a kick, got charged down, grabbed the ball, and was just sitting there like that. And Villasani, legally, wouldn't, would not legally now, mm. went in for attack and led with his head, split Freddie. That's right. And then that turned the and game. He just taped him out. Taped him up. Freddie was frothing. Yeah. Mozza took his head off. Mozza took um, Adrian Morley. Adrian Morley went back in. Yeah, and just said, right, it's on. And <laughs> the game was over. So, because like Adrian Morley seems like someone would be very like, it'd be comforting to have a psycho like him on oh, his side. The best. Where it's like, like if, you, if anyone tries to get it over you, he's just going to. He's the best. Like defending next to him, you could see the players look up and go, "Oh no, 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 no!" And they go the other way. Mm. Like I've ne- I'd never experienced that yeah. playing a game of, of footy, but I saw it three or four times. I'm not going to name who the players are. Different clubs, mm. and they'll go, "Yeah, my ball," and they look up and they go, "Oh, oh, no, 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 no!" <laughs> and you know, I'd be next to him going, "Yeah, you f- dog." <laughs> <laughs> Good on your mods. They shot on the right side. Yeah, yeah. I was scared I just, of running at you, mate. I did, I no, like, no, I had to stick next to the mods. Yeah, yeah. How was it icing the game with the last try? Yeah, that was epic. Yeah, loved it. That was epic. 28 to 1. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, the game was over, obviously. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, it was it, when you put it to bed. Though. It was when the whole, like, the, the, we got a great photo of all of us just on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah, so it was more of relief that we'd won the game. Because uh, Mullows was retiring, Simon Benetti was retiring. Who else was leaving? Someone else was oh, Chad Robbo. And so it was, um, you know, a special group of blokes had been there for a long time. And mm. we were. So you'd all lost in two, like most of that 2000, time. 2000, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Against that Bronco side, which was just fairly stacked. Well, that was the unlimited interchange era, which is bizarre. So they made 64 changes that get that day. Holy shit. 64. That's, see, that's Shane like Webke. I was just young, too young to realise there was unlimited interchanges ever. Shane Webke off the kickoff, because he broke his arm a couple of weeks before, so there was rumours he wasn't going to play. Off the kickoff, ran in, replaced. Unlimited interchange. I was reading online there that like Matty Johns and all the boys, I don't know if it's fair income or not, but they, they blame you and your hand grenade, ce- hand grenade celebration for mm. the Queensland dynasty. What do you well, say they won, those boys? Yeah, they went on eight in a row. They had a fair side though. Yeah. They did. We won three 
three after that. So two thousand was the infamous hand grenade. Oh, so they're trying to they're trying to retrospectively they scapegoating you. you. Apparently, apparently, I heard that when Wayne took over, he put him in the camp and he said, "Boys, watch this. Look at this." idiot. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. But we did put 50 on him. It was part of the footy show. Yeah. It was all that tri-celebration. Yeah, entertaining. Yeah. 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 You put 50 on him. I mean, put you swept him. him. Swept. Ta-da. Yeah. Get coming. over it. Yeah. yeah. And it was a good celebration. It was a good celebration. They did win eight in a row. So I do apologise to <laughs> yeah. the New South Wales I mean, community. I think we, was we it blame. Was it worth it? No, there was. Yeah, it was there worth it. There we go. I don't think it was worth it. We blame Brett Hodgson mainly for the eighth straight for throwing that pass that kicked it all off. Yeah, and well, Brett knows and that. Getting that. And getting ragged on <laughs> by Gordon. Brett's origin career, unfortunately. <laughs> is Yeah, it's hallmarked by two really unfortunate moments. Uh-huh. He was a good player as well, but it's They just like, keep showing that, don't they? <laughs> Does Gordy love that? Does he bring that up off camera? Nah, no, nah, no. Nah, we no. bring it up. Gordy gets a bit embarrassed by all that. The other night when we all dressed up as Gordon, we had like a shrine to Gordon. He was like embarrassed Really? He goes oh I don't need this I said mate Embrace it Embrace it Yeah He goes oh you know I don't think I deserve it I said no if you do Gordy What was it for though Why was the what Retro was the, round Oh sorry right for retro round So it was yeah. different periods of Gordon's life <laughs> it, was at, it was him at the Dragons Him at the Broncos Him when he was a speed dealer And me when And I was playing him when he was in Mykonos Oh dude that oh, video yeah, was from so the footage funny of him and the Ford, beach. Just who sent you that video? Was someone with him? You know who posted it? Fisher. Oh, really? The DJ? The DJ? Yeah. yeah. So he just spotted Gordy. He was out in the town with him and was filming him. You know, they must have been chatting away. And Gordon just went to the went for, for a dance. <laughs> he can move the big man. He and it just, it, it just went it just, viral. And then weren't so you, like, posting it every day? Wasn't every day. Wasn't that like your thing? You were posting I would it just, again? I would just bring it up like it's a, it's in the middle of June and I'm just coming out of the movies and I'd say something like, oh, I just went to the movies. Had the best Greek feed I've ever had. Speaking of Greece, uh, who remembers? Was this. Like it, was, it had no context, but I just wanted to get it yeah, out there. That's funny. <laughs> we didn't touch on your glowing south career. Obviously, we didn't want to bring that up. It was all right. Spoons. Yeah, spoons, spoons. spoons. How many tough. did you get? How many we, we left? Two. Two spoons. But little known, uh, what people don't realise is we beat the Roosters in 2005 for the first time in about 11 years. We won 13 to 12. Sticky was not impressed. No. <laughs> was that must have been a good feeling. Oh, that was so good. Were you happy to go to the south? Like, were you uh, still that south? fan you know like the kid in you yeah oh well i had a couple of other offers so basically i was there was the dragons were keen and sharks were keen but i just thought yeah south was sort of that helped and the fact that it was across the road it wasn't too far and um were you signed as the captain were you first year back so was it first year back you were in yes no 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 2002 they were back in okay 2003 you're in there and signed a skipper signed a skipper what's rusty like rusty is good bit different yeah a little bit different. Actor different, like you well, know. you don't know whether he's acting when you're talking to him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. I don't yeah. know if you've met actors. We've met we've, some. We've, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't know whether they're putting it on. That's <laughs> a good point. Like, we we've got a mate who's an actor, but we knew him before he was an actor, so it's like we can probably tell. But yeah, if you're just meeting someone who's yeah. like, and he had he didn't own the club, he was just a fan. Oh, okay. so the day so we beat the Chooks, yet. he had in the room every every player got a bottle of Henschke. Like at the time, it was eleven hundred bucks. Jesus, like a red wine. Yeah, Henschke. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was awesome. Would he be at most games? Like, would he come into the no, changing no, most no, games? No, no. no. 
Just the nah, big ones. Because he was obviously working overseas. Yeah, yeah kind of, this like glad that's like post gladiator. Yeah, part right. yeah, of his career days. Yeah. Beautiful mind, Cinderella Man, that was all Yeah, that was that was him like just killing yeah. it. Actually, it's funny, my daughter is turning eighteen on the fifth of August and she was born um when Russell basically was, was around. She was she would have been a year. Yeah, she was a year old when we got the, the wine and we we're gonna have it next week. So oh I really? get to drink the Oh I that's get to nice. drink So you've still got it. We still got it, yeah, oh, I haven't drunk it. Oh wow. Because I said I'll drink it when Scarlett's 18. So she's 18th on the 5th of August. There you Just go. There you go. Thank Good. you very much. For nah, pleasure, boys. Really Thanks, appreciated mate. it. Um, and yeah, we're uh, we're all SEN family now. So yeah, I know. We we're in there and we'll see the brothers. Christmas. See the Christmas party. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll be there. Yeah. yeah. We will. Beautiful. 100%. Thanks, mate. Good on you, boys. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.